All right. AFC Championship Sunday. We're going to get into it. And I just want to mention really quick, I just saw Stephen A. was nominated for NAACP Image Award. Congrats, my go. dog. My guy. Congrats, brother. Thank Doing you. big things. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, tell me this. Is this season a failure if Lamar loses Sunday, RC? Yes. Absolutely a failure. Lamar Jackson is now only judged by championships. And I think it's a failure for many reasons. One, it's a failure because he has the best team. And part of him being on the best team is that defense, is the run game, is Todd Munkin that's been added. Also, some of the pieces on the outside. But it's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is in the conversation with Patrick Mahomes for best player in the entire world. But what do the best players do to become great? They show up in the biggest moments. This is the biggest moment of Lamar Jackson's entire career. And let's be real. Lamar Jackson is playing for more than himself. And I know we've had the Doug Williams win Super Bowls, Patrick Mahomes. We've had the Russell Wilsons. But Lamar Jackson is different from all of them. Lamar Jackson has gone against the status quo, gone against the familiar since the moment he was drafted by not choosing an agent and staying with his mother, allowing her to be part of his representation by the hair he wears, by the way he talks, by the way he plays. This is bigger than Doug Williams. When John Harbaugh sat on the sideline next to Lamar Jackson during his first run as an MVP and said, do you know how many kids are going to go buy number eight jerseys because of you? because they look like you, because they talk like you, because they come from places that you came from and you never he never switched up. He never became anything but Lamar Jackson. He never changed his style of play. He just improved on it. He never changed the way that he directed or he behaved in press conferences. He just improved on it. And he never changed the way that he led a locker room. He just improved on it. But it stayed authentically Lamar Jackson. And for that reason, when he wins or when he loses, the conversation is about so much bigger than just who he is as a player. So this is imperative that Lamar Jackson not only wins this game, but he wins the Super Bowl because it's an entire culture on the back of that jersey, not just the name Jackson. It's imperative for several reasons. I'll piggyback off of everything you said first by the player part. Lamar Jackson, if he loses – to the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend and the Patrick Mahomes. Here's what we're going to be saying about him next month when award winners are presented. He's a two-time NFL MVP. Two times he finished with the AFC's best record, and he's got two playoff wins. That's what we're going to be saying about him. That's number one. Here's number two what we're going to be saying about him. There are nine quarterbacks thus far who've won two or more NFL MVPs. Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, Johnny Unitas, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Kurt Warner, and Patrick Mahomes. Every single one of them have won a Super Bowl championship. He would be the only one who hasn't. So when we look at it from that perspective, there is no question that if he does not win this Sunday as the number one seed in the AFC, playing on clearly the best team, and having the best record and home field advantage in the AFC playoffs, it is going to presumably be a failure. I want to transition before we go to Chris Canty because I want to say something very, very important. Because, first of all, let's understand that as we sit up here on first take this morning, 
I'm talking to my brother, Ryan Clark, who's got his podcast, The Pivot, and does an absolutely sensational job on so many levels, tackling subjects, doing interviews, and touching on a lot of life's issues. A day like today, we have to appreciate, as we're talking about Lamar Jackson, the importance of sports. Because sports is one of the rare, rare, rare genres, the commodities, where you don't have to change and you don't have to alter. You can perform and be successful and still be real and authentic to who you are. Unfortunately, for most of us in the world, we don't get to do that all the time. You got to hold on to as much of you as you possibly can. But when you're working in corporate America or any kind of corporate environment, there are adjustments that have to be made from time to time. You ain't got to sell your soul. You ain't got to sell out. You ain't got to compromise your character and all of this other stuff. But you don't always get to be everything you want to be and do everything you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it, et cetera, et cetera, when you got your hand out for somebody else's money. Yeah. In a world of sports, you can get away with that. But there's a reason that R.C. is seen all over the place styling and profiling. There's a reason Chris Canty is up there suited down looking like a damn candidate for office. Even Damian Woody. Orange, I mean, Damian Woody is, is, is look like he running for office half the time now. You know why? Because we understand the environment that we're in and we understand yeah. what comes with success. And sometimes you have to modify to such a degree. I don't want little kids out there looking at our show and thinking, you know what? We see these athletes. They do what the hell they they want to do all the time. They don't have to listen to anybody. So we don't either. Yes, the hell you do. Yep. You do have to adjust. You do have to listen. You do have to show that you can be taught and you can you can learn as opposed to coming to the table thinking you know everything. It, the real world don't work that way. But sports, you can get away with it. That's all I want to say. And you know what, Stephen A., to your point, Lamar has evolved since he's coming to the National Football League, too, in terms of his ability to grow, his ability to learn and to listen to other quarterbacks and to listen to coaching. And so I think that's a point that needs to be made when we start talking about what a championship would do, what a win in the conference championship against Pat Mahomes would do on the way to a Super Bowl title. Lamar would validate the Ravens belief in him, their investment in him, but it also validate the individual accolades that he's been able to acquire. We're anticipating that he's going to win his second MVP in a matter of weeks. Guys that have multiple MVPs, they wear gold jackets. Mm -hmm. And so the conversation around Lamar Jackson would then shift, like you intimated, to this guy having a style that could accrue a lot of individual productivity but not necessarily translate to team success. Like, we've never seen a quarterback lead his league in rushing and passing and get to the Super Bowl and win it. And so I think from that standpoint, Lamar Jackson can change the game in terms of what is viewed as franchise quarterback play. The style of play being yeah. unconventional and being able to have success in the postseason when it matters the most, I think is the part where we get to do away with a lot of the prejudices and the confirmation bias that people express when it comes to other quarterbacks in the NFL that might not be as decorated. So I think this is absolutely huge for Lamar to go out there and get this done this weekend on the way to trying to win his first title. Chris, you know what's so crazy about what you just said? Led his team in rushing and passing. Any other quarterback does that, you're applauding them. You're, you're talking about how much of the offense is dependent on their success, dependent on their productivity. 
But when it comes to Lamar Jackson, especially because it hasn't been followed by playoff success, it's, oh, you can't win that way. Whereas the validation comes if you beat a Patrick Mahomes and get to the Super Bowl, if you become a Super Bowl champion. Now the discussion is, look how much he carried while bringing his team the ultimate goal of being the Super Bowl champion. Mm -hmm. The conversation becomes so much different, and that's why it's important. It's also important because when Todd Munkin walks into the locker room and says, I want you to be more vocal, when John Harbaugh tells Lamar Jackson, I want you to be the vocal leader of this team, that's stepping out of his comfort zone. Right? He's just always been a great player. He's always been somebody that cultivated fun, that made people around him want to play with him because of his talent and because he was the cool dude. He was the guy everybody could relate to. If I'm Zay Flowers and I walk into the locker room and I got another brother that's from South Florida, he acts just like me. For so long, the NFL told us that that couldn't work from a leadership standpoint, that you had to be different than that, that you had to sound different than that. You had to play different than that. He's showing that he can lead. He said last week, yeah, there are some things I said at halftime that I can't repeat now. But then look at how we played after halftime. Look at how that team responded after halftimes. Those are the things that we would applaud from the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's, the Drew Brees's, the Patrick Mahomes, the Russell Wilson's, because we see and look at them as that's how leadership is supposed to look. Lamar Jackson's done it differently since he got to the league, drafted as Baltimore moved up back into the first round. And to me, that is why this is so important. This year, he's the most important and the best player in football. It all means nothing if this team goes home this week. Absolutely, and always stay true to who he is. Yep. Good news for Lamar. This just crossed wires. Mark Andrews is active. How big of an impact will that have on the game? I mean, that's huge. That's been his security blanket. What I think had a bigger impact is watching Lamar Jackson play without Mark Andrews to find an Isaiah Likely, to understand who he could go, go to in the biggest moments, and now getting him back only adds to this team and what they can accomplish. I don't know if anyone wants to chime in, but <laughs> no, I mean, we just all You look great, Chris Canty. No, I appreciate. You know, I, I appreciate that. This, this, this ain't for the Knicks beating the Nuggets last night. Let's be clear about that. Oh. But let me say this: Mark Andrews has led the league in red zone touchdown receptions since he's got there. So yep. we all yeah. know that he is a dynamic threat. But I think he allows the Ravens' offense to be more multiple in terms of their personnel groupings. And go back and look at the divisional round win that the Chiefs had. They struggled when it came to the Buffalo Bills going big on the offensive side personnel. of the ball. Yeah. 12 personnel, 12 XO, bringing in an extra yeah. offensive lineman. They played bully ball mm -hmm. with the Kansas City Chiefs front seven. If you've got Mark Andrews, now you can go out there and play that 12 personnel, not lose a lot in terms of the run game and being able to maul at the line of scrimmage, but also have a guy that can be a matchup problem when the Kansas City Chiefs try to match your big personnel with base people on the field. Mark Andrews yeah. ends up being in that chess piece yeah, that the Baltimore Ravens can, can really take advantage and of that. What he's saying real quick is now you can have Isaiah Likely on the field and Mark Andrews, which allows you to be bigger on the line, mm -hmm. but there are also problems in the pass game. And so if you go with your bigger linebackers and people, they're going to get beat on the outside. Mm. S.A., let me ask you this, because obviously you were a columnist for many years and you know how to make headlines, Stephen A. Smith. Yes, he does. Bigger storyline. Do you think it's Lamar winning his first Super Bowl? And obviously we know all the narratives 
is, we talked about it earlier, all the critics, or the Detroit Lions and just the franchise and the city and the Ooh. history there? Well, I think outside of Detroit, um, it's, it's Lamar. In the city mm -hmm. of Detroit and, and, and the outskirts in Michigan, um, obviously it would be the Detroit Lions when you've only had one playoff win since 1957 coming into these playoffs. There's no question it means everything uh, to that city, to that locale, no doubt about that. But if you think about Lamar Jackson, all I would ask the audience to do is hearken back to everything that Ryan Clark alluded to who he is and what he represents. And last time I checked, there's millions upon millions of black people outside of Detroit in the state of Michigan. And what Lamar Jackson would mean to the culture, what him becoming a champion would mean to the culture, resonates far, far, far more significantly than the Detroit Lions winning a Super Bowl championship. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think when you look at Lamar Jackson and the storylines that he's built around him, we're talking about a dude that won the Heisman. This is a guy who, like Chris says, we're assuming or is the presumptive MVP. He's made headlines himself with his play since he stepped on the campus at Louisville. But the detractors, right, and the people who control the narratives, they've written those stories. They've yeah. written those headlines. And so those headlines get to skew as negatively or as positively as the perception of the people who are writing them, the perception of the people who are being asked the questions every day on TV. And they're going to focus on what they want to focus on. And so that's why, to me, once Lamar Jackson wins this, there's no more negativity. But until he wins it, they will be, there will continue to be stories written or stories told about how you can't get it done being who he is. And I think to me, that's the narrative I want him to correct more than any. Yeah, no doubt about it. You guys hit the nail on the head. I mean, a win for Lamar Jackson in the Super Bowl, it ends the debate on whether or not he's great. The other thing that it does is it gives us something to talk about for the next decade in terms of Pat Mahomes yeah. actually having a true rival. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. When right. we talk about Patrick Mahomes, we, we, we're not talking about him in comparison to any of his yeah. contemporaries. We talk about him with the all-time greats, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Tom mm -hmm. Brady. But Lamar actually winning it, being one ring off of yeah. Lamar of, of Pat Mahomes' count, but then also having the same amount of MVPs to match Mahomes, then all of a sudden we can have that Manning and Brady debate. I know a lot of people want that to be Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. They just play it, a lot. It, it ain't. Yeah, they just it play ain't. a lot. They yeah. play a lot, and Patrick <laughs> Mahomes beats Josh Allen when it matters most. Yeah. But when it comes to Lamar yeah. Jackson, it gives us a true rival for <laughs> yeah. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. and that just makes it spicier for got the one, NFL. No. He ain't got one right <laughs> yeah. now. Absolutely. That dude just Obviously, we all can't wait for the games. It's also an opportunity to make some cash, you know, ESPN bets. So we're going to try to get people paid in a little bit. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. To the hard court we go. Quick take. The Lakers were red hot from uh, last night hitting 20-31 in a win against the Bulls. D'Angelo Russell led the way. 8 for 13, 29 points. Stephen A. Was the hot shooting night for the Lakers something or nothing? Should I be reading into this? No. They have to do it with a degree of more consistency. I will say this. I have to give D'Angelo Russell major props. Um, I thought you couldn't give him away for a bag of cookies a few weeks ago because he wasn't doing a damn thing for the Los Angeles Lakers but taking up space with uniforms. That's it. As far as I'm concerned, he was, a, he, he was such a hazard and such a detriment to the team, the equipment manager shouldn't have liked him, okay, for having to wash his uniform because he, he barely broke a sweat. But over the last few weeks, he's been balling. Uh, big time, and I give him a lot of credit. And when he's playing like that, um, the Los Angeles Lakers are far more formidable. Formidable. It makes Anthony Davis look a lot better, and he gets other guys actively involved. And so I think that's a plus. And if he can continue, then the Lakers will be a different story. But right now, they're still a mediocre team until they show that they can make shots on a consistent basis. Mediocre team in Big D. No, in La La. <laughs> no, it's just I have that in my head. Stephen A, your Knicks aren't looking mediocre. What's the deal? They blew out the defending champion Nuggets at the Garden. Stephen A, 122-84. Bold well, Thompson I'm, and Ananubi scored over 20. That was a that was an aberration. You're not beating the Denver Nuggets like that on a normal basis. These are the reigning defending NBA champions. Only Nikola Jokic showed up. Jamal Murray didn't show up. Aaron Gordon didn't show up. Contavious Caldwell Pope didn't show up. Marcus Porter, shit, Michael Porter certainly didn't show up. But that's an aberration. Just an off night for the champions. But the New York Knicks are balling. They're 28 and 17. They're 11 games over 500. Jalen Brunson is going to be an All Star. He deserves it. He's the star of the team. And Julius Randle is no slouch. I'm trying to hold out. I'm trying. Not to get too excited, but I'm starting to feel it. That OG Ananobi pickup, he had 26 points last night, has been big time for the New York Knicks, particularly defensively. I got to hope Tom Thibodeau doesn't run them into the ground and that they're a bit more effective and efficient offensively once the playoffs arrive. I know what Jalen Brunson is going to do. I believe in that, brother. I'm sorry he didn't get my starter as an all-star nod over Halliburton, but he is clearly an all-star and a star in this league, and I got mad love for him. I have total faith in him. I'm hoping that Julius Randle will play better in the postseason 
okay? And the rest of the fellas will follow. I'm very, very excited. I'm getting even more excited in the days and the weeks to come. That's what I'm talking about. All right, uh, Steve Nay, we ready to make folks some money? Do we have your Vegas music? Oh, there we go. Molly, you're on camera. Act like you've done this before. Okay, there he is, our guy Joe Fortenbaugh. I don't get to say live from Vegas anymore, but he brings all that knowledge from Vegas, and that's what matters. How are we feeling, Joe? What's feeling up, good. Joe? We're feeling good. We're feeling loose. It's time to go yes. to work, everybody. You know, Joe, I want to make some money this weekend, so I'm paying extra attention. I think I'm, I think I'm going in on this, all right? Let's start with the AFC Championship. First off, Molly, I don't yeah. think you need to make any money this weekend. You can just ask The Rock. Ask The Rock. He'll hook you up with the ring. That is true. The Rock will take care true. of it. Black diamond ring. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm, I'm saying? not going to lie, guys. That was a beautiful ring. Beautiful. Seriously. Yes. Unreal. Beautiful ring. Was. It better be the word is. Is a beautiful is. ring. You yeah. should yeah. have you it on now. No, I have to get it sized. It was a pinky ring on him, and it doesn't fit any of my fingers, so I got to get it okay. sized. All right, All right, get it sized. Right. Let's it start with the AFC Championship game because they'll be handing out rings there too. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens host Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. What's the play here, Joe? What Ravens. do we do? Ravens are the okay. play. We're laying the four here, all right? We talked about last week what we were going to do with Kansas City. We took them plus the points against the Bills. Why? The rest advantage and a banged-up Buffalo defense. Well, we can flip those things on their head this week. Baltimore has the rest advantage. One extra day plus the bye two weeks ago. And then on top of that, it's the number one defense in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is great. He doesn't have a whole lot working with him in this game. I like Baltimore to jump on him early. I like Baltimore to go ahead and beat them by the four. I would play the alternate line here, too. Ravens minus 7.5, plus 160. I think this is the Lamar Jackson everyone has been talking about all week. He's going to make a statement. They're going to cover this spread. I have nothing to add to that. I, I mean, I have to acknowledge. I mean, I agree with every syllable that Joe just uttered. All right, Joe. Okay, you're starting off strong right now. Let's go with that. I believe you. I'm standing with you on this one. I love the unanimous decision because it makes it easier for everyone at home. Vote of confidence. I'm with it. Let's switch over to that NFC Championship game. Oh, Jared Goff and the Lions are obviously traveling to the Bay uh, to take on Purdy and the Niners. What's the best bet here? Okay, so ESPN has the Niners minus seven and a half. But if you shop around, you can find seven. That's a key number. That's what I'm playing with the Niners. I'm laying the seven. All the talk about Debo Samuel, when he's on the field, when he's off the field, people are missing the key point this week. This is just going to be the second game Jared Goff has played outdoors since October 23rd. Just the second. And if you look at him indoors versus outdoors, oh, buddy, those numbers start to plummet. All right, now throw in the fact that San Francisco is going to be a heck of a lot better than we saw last week. That was a team that was not prepared for that weather. Kyle Shanahan came out with an aggressive game plan to throw the ball early in that game and get Debo Samuel involved. When it was pouring, he should have ran with Christian McCaffrey, but he didn't. They survived that game playing their worst. They're not going to play their worst this week. They're going to take advantage of that Lion defense. Niners cover. I'm not sure about that. I really am not. I think that you're cutting Jared Goff a bit short. I understand that most of his games all but two were indoors, but I believe in him. I believe in the weapons that he has. I believe in Detroit's ability to run the football in a game like this. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go with you on this one. I'm going to go against you with Detroit on this one. I'm not talking about winning, but to cover, yes. All right, old sassy from Steve on the West Coast. All right, you got a prop bet on George Kittle that you like. I always love a good prop bet. Let's have a little fun here. What are we working with, Joe? Over 61 and a half receiving yards, 62 and a half, depending on where you look. I think Kittle's headed for a big game. 
Detroit struggles to defend opposing tight ends. Eighth most receiving yards given up to that positional group in the NFL that's this season. On top of it, the strength of the Detroit Lions is their run defense. This is going to be a Brock Purdy game. Drop back and throw the football in this one, and George Kittle is going to play a huge role in that. Kittle this season is averaging 63 receiving yards per game, so we're not even asking him to hit his average. And last week he had over 80 receiving yards. If Debo doesn't play, he's going to have to be a big part of the offense. If Debo does play, it's going to draw attention away from George Kittle. Either way, he's the security blanket for Brock Purdy. Kittle's going to have a big one. I've been saying that for a while now. I've been saying that for a while now, so there's no disagreement there, Joe. We agree on two of your three points. Kittle's a friend of the show. We like him here on First Take. Hey, Joe, it's been real. You enjoy the games. You got a lot of other shows. Can you tell us what else you have going on so America can know? We got your radio show. Tell us. We got the radio show starting in a few minutes, 12 to 3 p.m., Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Bet Live tonight, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, ESPN 2. Got you covered for the whole weekend. All right. Joe, you're the best. I'll be watching. See you next week. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today that's macy's.com slash gift finder thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day hey hey i'm molly caram and thanks so much for listening to the first take podcast the nfl schedule drops this week and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats experience every touchdown every tackle every eye-popping play of your favorite team and to kick it off vivid seats the official ticketing partner of espn is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Ryan, I don't know if you knew this, but this Sunday, Patrick Mahomes is going to lace up for a six straight AFC championship game in every season that he's been the chief starter. His team has made it at least that far. It's another notable achievement in what is already a historic young career as he and Andy Reid look to win their third Super Bowl together. Okay, here's the question for everybody at home. Want your thoughts, too. Is it more likely that Reid catches Bill Belichick – or Mahomes catches Tom Brady in the GOAT debate of greatest quarterback all time, greatest coach all time. Uh, goofy, do I get to go first? Who's going first? RC. Go ahead, I get to go first? Did I forget to say that? Uh, Mahomes catches Brady in the conversation. That doesn't mean he catches him in championships. Mm-hmm. I think that's different. Because when you look at Patrick Mahomes, and I'm going to just speak for myself, I think he plays the quarterback position at a higher level and in a way that Tom Brady couldn't. Mm. The reason that Tom Brady became the eventual GOAT 
was because he won championships, but was because he continued to improve. It's because he left New England, went to Tampa Bay, and changed the fortunes of that organization. His greatness was embodied in what his team could accomplish, and then also what he was able to accomplish individually, mostly pointing to 2007, where he throws for 50 touchdowns. Randy Moss breaks breaks the single-season touchdown receiving record. But Patrick Mahomes has the start to his career that's different than Tom Brady. Yes, Tom Brady won Super Bowls early, but we weren't pointing to Tom Brady in those early Super Bowls as the reason. We were pointing to that defense, the great coaching by Bill Belichick, whereas Patrick Mahomes came into Andy Reid's life and said, man, you've been an eight for all these years, an 8.5. I'm going to take you to a 10. I'm going to make you a dime. I'm going to get you that ring that you have been good enough to get, but ain't nobody really want to propose. He got the right makeup. He put the right clothes on him and made sure he is now a dude that's going to be talked about in a different conversation. That's about Patrick Mahomes, his play, and what he's meant to the Kansas City Chiefs. And that wasn't necessarily what I felt about the beginning of Tom Brady's career. R.C., as in Ryan Clark. You are completely and totally wrong. Not even <laughs> wow. Why you built me up like that? Oh, not, nice. Not, 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 even, not even close. And I'm going to tell you why. I have what I believe to be an impenetrable argument. And the argument is to simply look at you and say, do I need to rewind the show today and, and, and remind the audience how you started off talking about Bill Belichick? All I need to do is take your sound about Bill Belichick and then I'll play it for the audience. And at that particular moment in time, I would say, who's harder to catch? So, Stephen A., it has to be, put, it has are to you going to pull the executive producer move and tell no, them go pull the, you gonna tell I'm, them pull I'm, the film? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. I could, but I'm not. I'm not. It's not necessary. Because, you see, your point would be valid if both Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's careers stopped at their last Super Bowl. Mm. That's not what happened here. Because of the luster that has been removed from an otherwise illustrious career of Bill Belichick because of the way the New England Patriots have looked over the last four years, because of the decision-making he made, not just in terms of player personnel, but the personnel in terms of his coaching staff, some of the decisions he's made, Patricia and Judge and all of this other stuff. The fact that in a decade he only drafted about two or three, he only acquired like two or three pro bowlers. One was a kicker and one was a punter for crying out loud. Those kind of things things have resonated. I understand that Andy Reid never won a championship until he had Patrick Mahomes. You know that brother was in five NFC championship games mm-hmm. and a Super Bowl appearance with Donovan McNabb. Let us not mm-hmm. forget that. You understand what I'm saying? He had Pinckney and, 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 uh, and others, Brian Westbrook Cabal coming out of the backfield with Donovan McNabb. Okay. You have, uh, uh, there's just so many guys that he had available to him. He couldn't kick in the door for a Super Bowl championship, but he was competitive. He was a player's coach. He resonated. The kind of things that you highlighted, R.C., that we can't say about Bill Belichick right now. We've been saying about Andy Reid since 1999. And so because of that, spanning 25 years of his player relationships, the ability to galvanize his troops, consistent contenders, not relying on one quarterback, okay? But having somebody, not just a Patrick Mahomes. Again, Donovan McNabb before that. That resume to me puts Andy Reid in a position. If Andy Reid gets a couple of more Super Bowl championships, 
I'm sorry. You'll have a better, he'll have a better look on his resume than Bill Belichick. Yeah, I don't know about that one, Stephen A. I mean, the, the, the Howie Roseman for the Philadelphia Eagles couldn't wait to show Andy Reid the door. So for all of the so, conference championships, for all of the conference championships that they got to, it still wasn't enough for him to stay put in Philadelphia. Bill Belichick won all of his Super Bowls with one franchise. But I'll when did Tom say, Brady left? He just left. He just got pushed out the door and can't yeah. get a job. <laughs> but he still got the about? championships. He still got six Super Bowls, yeah, and he's been the nine with Tom Brady. Yeah, and that's fine. He got him with Tom Brady, but I think the common denominator here is the quarterbacks, and I think that's why you have to give the edge to Mahomes. Yeah. And to RC's point, Pat Mahomes came out the gate throwing for 50 touchdowns and winning the MVP. Out the womb. Out, out, <laughs> out the gate. Like, that. that's how he started. So, yeah. if you're looking at how his first six years matched up with Tom Brady's first six years, if Mahomes gets a Super Bowl, they would have three through the first six. Let's not forget, after Tom Brady won his third, it took him a full decade before he got another one. And you look at the runway that Pat Mahomes is going to have with another decade and a half, presumably, of being able to play in the National Football League, there's no reason in my mind to think that Pat Mahomes can't match and or exceed what Tom Brady has done just because of how he started. I mean, when you look at the players' impact on the team's overall success through the first six seasons, I don't think there's a case to be made that Patrick Mahomes was more so impactful on his team's success Mm -hmm. than Tom Brady's. That's not to take away anything from the GOAT. That's not to disparage Tom Brady. That's just to accentuate the greatness of Pat Mahomes. And here's the last thing I'll say about this. This iteration of the Kansas City Chiefs wasn't supposed to be a championship contender. Mm. It wasn't. I, I, know, I know the defense. They got a lot of young players that are really good. But when you looked at that receiving core coming into this season, you looked at it, you say, I don't know if that's a championship receiving core. They led the league in drop passes. For them to be in the conference championship and vying for an opportunity to win to a Super Bowl, this would be more impressive to me than any of Tom Brady's early championships just because Tom Brady wasn't the one that was the driving force. It was the defense and the supporting cast with veteran leadership. It's clear to me that Pat Mahomes is the catalyst for everything that has happened with the Kansas City Chiefs through the first six years and especially in this season. Stephen, I have a question for you. When LeBron James was getting to conference finals early on in his career, didn't quite have the team to take him over the top, or when he was bringing Booby Gibson and Della Dova and uh, Tristan Thompson to the championship and losing, did you feel like that boosted his GOAT conversation? Because to me, every time the Michael Jordan fans talk about why Michael Jordan is the GOAT over LeBron James, those almost championships don't register. The fact that, he, that Andy Reid got there with Donovan McNabb doesn't register. He ain't win them. And when he had Alex Smith in Kansas City, he ain't go to one. Well, well. But when he got Patrick Mahomes, right. everything changed. Well, that the, sounds the, nice. That 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 sounds real nice. I mean, I appreciate the the eloquence with which you articulated your position. But recall, if you're gonna ask me a question, remember what I said. What I said was Bill Belichick and how precipitous the fall off has been since Tom Brady departed. I'm not saying, oh, Andy Reid is his best and Bill Belichick is his best, that there's a discussion. There's not. I'm saying that Bill Belichick has lost that luster. We have now been looking at Bill Belichick. You people, you all, you you Super Bowl champions, okay, you players, y'all have looked at him and said, yo, 
He, this is bad. This yes, is but, really but, bad. But, but that's like, this is like the conversation people started having about Cam with the game manager thing. It's like people only remember the end of his career. I'm saying Bill Belichick ain't the coach now. Bill Belichick is still the GOAT. And so if we're going to compare his resume to Andy Reid, Andy Reid got a lot of championships to win to pass Bill Belichick. And you not at, a lot of time to yeah, do it. you at least got to get to five. If we can't give him the goat if he only well, he's, wins four. He's he's been to four, but he's got to, he's got he's only won two. But if Andy Reid, for example, if they won two or three more Super Bowl championships, right? I'm saying you're not going to take the totality of his resume into consideration, along with player relations, along with him not being pushed no. out the door. You're not going to take those. those I don't care nothing about no player relations. <laughs> I care about player relations when it comes to hiring a coach. Now, how do right. you relate to the current players in the locker room? I don't Damn care if they couldn't pick. They, I don't care if you couldn't pick your head up and look Bill Belichick in the eye. As long as we was getting these rings, that's right. what that conversation is about. And Bill Belichick, for whatever you feel about him now, for whatever happened when Tom Brady left. The man won six of them. The man and won the man, six championships. The, the man played. But I'm not saying that Andy Reid is there now. I'm saying, obviously, he's got to win a few more. But if he wins a few more, somebody that's standing with the – it's like you got big-time you got big time rap artists that come onto the scene and they wreaking havoc and making noise, right? And then we just want to dismiss LL. But LL been doing this since the '80s. I mean, damn. I mean, I got, I got, I got, I got to hey. look at him and go like this. Hey, I mean, LL been since the '80s. That's an old New York personality. I'm gonna be honest because I would even that, have to go. On, you can't say Jay Z. Jay Z made a song about it. Every day a star is born. He talked about all these rappers who came into the game. They was hot. They had hits. But you still ain't Jay. Like I get that. But you gotta look at it's true. But Andy, no, what Andy Reid has been able to do is amazing. But you have to count that he's had all of this time to do it, and he still only has two championships. What Bill Belichick did for two I'm decades. I'm not talking about now. I'm saying that the brother went two, three more Super Bowl rings. Man, we got to have a different discussion. That's what I'm saying. Well, you can't take what we worship. You hey, can't take hey, what hey, we hey, worship. If, wins three, if Patrick Mahomes <laughs> wins three more, it's a wrap. The GOAT, to me, the GOAT conversation. No doubt. Okay. All right. All right. Should I check in with what the fans say? Yes. They'll probably agree with them. They, they probably, say they, you're they, wrong, They make Stephen compelling I, arguments. I I'm going to concede. They make compelling arguments. I'm going to say I'm going to concede. Two times they, today you can see They won by a landslide. <laughs> no QR code needed. Hold on to it. Ain't going to happen for another two years. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Shannon Sharp to weigh in on that, but whatever. <laughs> hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The San Francisco, where the NFC Championship will be played, in case you didn't know. The Niners, a team many of us expected to be in this position, taking on the Lions. That one, more of a surprise. Detroit has never been to a Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the Niners, who have a history of winning, haven't won one since 94. My goodness. Okay. 
Which team needs this trip to the Super Bowl more? Stephen A. Smith. Is it the San Francisco 49ers or the Lions? To me, it's the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the Detroit Lions season's already been a success. Yeah, AFC Championship game. For the first time since, 19, since 1957. They good. It's these damn San Francisco 49ers led by Kyle Shanahan, who everybody keeps talking about as the best coach in football, uh, but, but can't seem to kick down the door. Now, obviously, injuries played a role last year. I think we have to concede that because yeah, yeah. who the hell walks up to an NFC championship game and loses all four quarterbacks in the same season? We've never seen that before, okay? So I don't even hold last year against the San Francisco 49ers because you don't get that. I mean, come on, CC. That doesn't happen, man. You, I mean, Christian McCaffrey lined up behind center for the last three quarters for crying out loud. <laughs> it was bad. It was, they didn't have nobody to throw the football. I mean, that, that, that was such a disappointment to have those kind of injuries happen to everybody. But – you're Kyle Shanahan. Y'all have been a few NFC champions and NFC Conference Championship games, okay? You've been to a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator in Atlanta. You've been to a Super Bowl as a head coach in San Francisco. And you still don't have a Super Bowl title to, to you know to, to 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 show for it. You've got to win. Definitely, when you talk about which team needs the trip to the Super Bowl more, it is the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, the resume don't match the perception for Kyle Shanahan. Like you said, Stephen A., a lot of people view him as a top-five coach. But, I mean, if he doesn't break through and win a Super Bowl this year, especially if he gets past the NFC Championship game, he's looking like some of them usher bucks under the club light. Like, that, <laughs> like at some point, you got to be able to usher break bucks. through. Like, th- we're talking about the fourth conference championship game over the last five years, and it's across a couple of different quarterbacks. And you ain't been able to win a Super Bowl yet? Like, what you waiting on, dog? And here's the irony in all of it. The guy that you have starting at quarterback is not the guy that you invested three first-round draft Mm. picks for a couple of years ago to play quarterback for you. Think about what those first-round draft picks could have been for the San Francisco 49ers and how they might have helped this team break through and actually win a title. That part is on Kyle Shanahan's resume, too, because Kyle Shanahan has final say over the 53-man roster. Now, they've got six first or second team all pro players lining up for them this weekend against the Detroit Lions who have one all pro player and that's Amon Ross St. Brown. This is a game that you absolutely should win. Kyle Shanahan 5-0 and against Jared Goff quarterback teams. This is a game you're supposed to win. Our FBI gives them a 74% chance to win. They're more than a touchdown favorite. They got a rest advantage. Remember, they played on Saturday. The Lions played on Sunday last week. They're at home. This is a game that they absolutely win, have to win to check the box on the way to winning the title. Otherwise, we need to start looking at Kyle Shanahan with a little more scrutiny than we do. To me, it's the Lions, and, and here's why. You don't get to this point often. You know, you just talked about the fact that Kyle Shanahan and this team has been here time and time again. For the Detroit Lions, even though before this season we were saying, hey, yeah, you, you guys can win the NFC North, no one expected them to be in this position. When Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl and his Los Angeles Rams only scored three points against the Bill Belichick New England Patriots, nobody ever expected him to be a leader of a team that could win the Super Bowl. Hell, for, for sure it wasn't Les Snead. For sure it wasn't Sean McVay. They couldn't rush him out the door early enough or fast enough to get Matthew Stafford. And now this team who, what was it, less than a month ago, y'all, We sat here and talked about how the officials screwed the Detroit Lions out of a chance to get to this game. 
We said, oh, instead of them now having home field advantage through the first two rounds, they don't have that because they botched the call in Dallas. But what did they do? They said whatever. They said I stick with my team. Dan Campbell said I'd still make the same calls on the two-point conversions, and we're going to focus on winning this week. And they went out, and you win the first game against the Los Angeles Rams with Matthew Stafford that played out of his mind. And then you go, and you beat Baker Mayfield, another hot team. And now you got yourself in a position that there is no promise you get back to because look at the history of this organization. And you got a chance to play, which, which Chris alluded to, which I think makes so much sense. You're playing a team that all the pressure is on because you've been there too many times and you're there this time with the quarterback that ain't the one that's supposed to be there. Mm. A quarterback you didn't give up everything to get. A quarterback that is Mr. Irrelevant. What happens when he hits a Detroit Lion defender in the face again with the football? Mm. And oh my God, what happens if he catches it? You think Brock Purdy tightened up last week. <laughs> what are you going to do this week? The Detroit Lions are playing with house money. Because what's going to happen next year, y'all? We're going to sit here. They're going to bring a lot of people back. And we're going to say we expect the Detroit Lions to go to the NFC Championship. So this is your chance to win it. This is your chance to take advantage of it. And I believe they have to, have to get on to the Super Bowl. Okay. Mala, you can take us away now. I know. It was just so it was just so passionate. I wanted to give it a moment. We were just we wanted to sit in there for a second. We had to let it marinate for a moment. We were very enthralled. I mean, the passion, the energy, delivering since very early in the morning. The two is very important. We were very touched. We were very, very, very touched. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Baltimore is a four-point favorite at home against Kansas City, but be careful what you wish for. Patrick Mahomes, eight and three outright as an underdog. San Francisco, seven and a half point favorite over Detroit, who has lost 11 straight road postseason games, the longest streak all time. All right, SA, number one, Chiefs Ravens. Who are we taking, sir? I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is big time, and we get all of that, but Lamar Jackson... That defense, the moment, it's time. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. I agree with Stephen. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. I think it does start with that defense, but this is the time that Lamar Jackson doesn't take the throne from Patrick Mahomes, but he says, I belong in the same conversation with the best quarterback playing. Cosign, retweet, let's keep it going. Uh, Stephen A., how about up in the Bay? Are you going with the Detroit Lions or the San Francisco 49ers? This scares me. 
It does. <laughs> because I think Detroit could beat San Francisco, but I got to go with CMC, Debo, and the crew. A nail-biter down to the wire, but San Francisco survives and advances. RC, you got like five seconds. Detroit Lions. Let's okay. go. I'll see you guys on Monday. Okay. Have fun in Bristol.